respecting a gopher legend gone too soon and also diving in on why we should be grateful for the quarterbacks that we have because it could be much much worse on locked on golden gophers locked on golden gophers your daily podcast on the minnesota golden gophers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Locked On Golden Gophers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, a former football collegiate video coordinator and recruiting assistant, now here to talk Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And please be sure to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Pods, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get them. Follow Locked On Golden Gophers. And then head on over to the YouTube and be sure to subscribe. Now, as you can see, I've got my Celtics garb. I am hooting and hollering for the finals and ready to watch my squad take it all the way to the top. But we're here to talk Gophers and we're here to dive in on some major topics before get to that i just want to shout out to our episode which is bet online bet online is bringing you more props more lines and more odds than ever before bet online where the game starts so today's show we are going to give mad respect to marion barber a gopher legend who has gone way too soon then we're going to talk about the top five running backs in gophers history and then finally we are going to close the show on talking quarterbacks and maybe how we should give more credit to Tanner Morgan and be more appreciative of what he brings to the team because it could be much, much worse than it is. But let's start with something that is a little bit more sad, but also I want I would be remiss if I didn't at least use the time to talk about and highlight Marion Barber and his time as a gopher. Our thoughts are with the Barber family and his friends for, again, a human, a quality human being who is lost too soon. So mad love, thoughts, and prayers out to his family and his friends and his loved ones. But I want to celebrate the gopher legend by informing those who are not as familiar with what his accomplishments were with the gophers was and those that were just reminiscing on that as well. So Marion Barber was born in Plymouth, Minnesota, so he's a local Minnesotan, and he was born in 1983, played ball at West School. They've been a power consistently when it comes to football and were as well when he was there. He went to the state tournament in the 2000, in the year 2000, and played both running defensive back. He was a super prep and a prep star all Midwest. So he was balling at the high school level. In his senior season, he had 1,778 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns to go along with 10 interceptions on the defensive side of ball as well. He was all-conference honorable mention in baseball and qualified for state in his sole year in track in the 100-meter dash. Now, Initially, he was recruited as a safety, 
But the coaches kept him at running back after seeing him run firsthand. That should speak to how talented this guy was, how natural and pure of a runner he was. And that just, I can't go without mentioning how great of a runner he was. And that was very present and prevalent, both at the collegiate level and the professionals. Marion Barber was fifth all time in rushing yards for Minnesota with 300, 300, 3,276 rush yards. He is third all time in all purpose yards with 4,495. He's second in rushing touchdowns with 35 touchdowns, one more than his father. And then he was a part of one of the best running back duos in NCAA history with Lawrence Maroney. And they became the first pair to eclipse 1,000 yards in the same year in consecutive seasons. So they had two years back-to-back where both guys ran for over 1,000 yards. One of the all-time greatest running back duos in the history of college football. He was an All-Big Ten selection in 2003, and he went on to be drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in 2004. Now, at the NFL level, he did find success as well. Never cracked the 1,000 yards, but that doesn't that doesn't sum up how good of a running back and a runner he was. He was known as Marion the Barbarian. Dude was an absolute stud. I don't care that he didn't pass 1,000 yards. He had 975 yards one season, 885 yards to follow that, 932 yards to follow that. He was right there on the verge, but where he was also a threat, a weapon, a talented specimen of a running back was in the red zone. He had 14 touchdowns in 2006, 10 touchdowns in 2007, and that's just on the ground. He also was had over a thousand yards in receiving yards over his career and finished with 4,780 rushing yards in 42 games started over his career. He had a 4.1 yards per carry average over his career and 53 touchdowns on the ground, six touchdowns in the air. So a total of 59 touchdowns. He was a threat. He was a monster. Marion, the barbarian, the guy was respected and revered on the Cowboys, America's team. And so it's just, I don't want to hear any hate. I don't want to hear any... This guy, Marion Barber, was a Gophers legend, was a great NFL football player for a Pro Bowl in 2007, and he also started a playoff game against the Giants in that same year. So Marion Barber, Gopher legend, shall never, ever be forgotten, but I would be remiss if I didn't give him a shout on the pod because Gophers legend gone way too soon. Again, love to his family and loved ones, thoughts and prayers their way. And, you know, I'm just super appreciative of the time that we got to watch him and Lawrence Maroney tear it up in the Big Ten. So Speaking of the great running backs that were Lawrence Maroney and Marion Barber, I want to dive into the top five running backs in Gophers history, and we're going to talk about that next. But first, 
we need to talk about Bet Online. See, Bet Online is where you need to go for your sports wagering information. Any odds you're looking for, any props, any bets, live betting, any of the numbers and information you need to know when it comes to sports wagering, you need to head to Bet Online. For college football, they've already got the Heisman odds up there. They've already got the wins and over-unders over there. They've got the first game lines for the first games of the season, week one of the season. On top of that, they've got all that and more. You can check out NBA playoffs where they've got my Celtics as underdogs and we just came and took game one. They've got NHL playoffs that are going on right now, which I believe the Rangers were also underdogs took game one so go over there if betting is your thing if you know from the bottom of your heart that you can spot a winning line then it's time to get over there find out those totals and place some money so you can increase that wealth so head on over to bet online for all of your live sports betting esports draft numbers props money lines and more over at bet online for the latest trends in action bet online where the game starts. Thank you again for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen. I truly appreciate it. We're building the community. We're getting this thing going. If you have any questions whatsoever when it comes to Gophers football, Gophers basketball, Gophers women's basketball, Gophers men's and women's hockey, drop those in the comments below on YouTube, or feel free to send them to us over on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers. I'm collecting those questions for mailbags in future episodes, but I want to hear what you want to talk about. And now let's move in to the top five running backs in Gopher history. <clears throat> I'm going to start off with number one. We'll start off with number one and work our way down to five. <clears throat> so number one is none other than Lawrence Maroney for me. He finished third all-time in rush yards for the University of Minnesota with the second most rush yards in a single season. He also cracked over 1,000 yards in three consecutive seasons, being one of only three Big Ten running backs to do that at the time. <clears throat> in two of those consecutive seasons, he was splitting time with Marion Barber. He could have seen even more if he was not splitting, and he has, I believe, the most all-purpose yards in school history. So not only was he super efficient and effective not being the lead back, he only started 13 of his 46 games. That's right, 13 of his 46 games he started, yet he is third all-time in rush yards for the I, I just, what could be and what could have been on top of what was made happen, I can't see anybody above him in my eyes. Now, number two has a close call for that spot, but I still just don't think that it is quite to the level of what we saw from Lawrence Maroney. Again, Lawrence Maroney did all of that in only three years with the Gophers. Number two is Daryl Thompson. He has the most rush yards and the most rush touchdowns in Minnesota school history. Now he played in an era where they ran the ball a lot more, but you still can't take it away from him that the fact that he played in the late 80s and still holds the most rush yards and the most rushing touchdowns in Gophers running back history. 
<clears throat> you just can't take it away from him. So I couldn't move him lower than number two. He didn't split carries for multiple seasons, which also helps his cause. Now, number three is none other than Marion Barber, who we have talked about in the opening segment of this show. Again, his numbers could be right up there with Daryl Thompson had he not had to split carries with Lawrence Maroney. So the fact that the two of them split carries and still put up numbers right on par or close to what we saw from some of our other top backs that didn't ever have to share the workload, it makes it very hard for me to see them outside of the top three. So Marion Barber is definitely my number three, being fifth all-time in rush yards and third all-time in all-purpose yards for the Gophers, yet splitting two full seasons of the workload with Lawrence Maroney on top of being second in rush touchdowns. I can't move him any lower than three and being lower than three just feels like an absolute slap in the face. So he is absolutely locked in there in my top three. Now, number four is Rodney Smith. Now he played the most seasons out of the vast majority of Gophers running backs that we saw have productive careers Rodney Smith saw a lot of success, especially in that Coach Kill, Coach Clay's timeline, but I don't think he is as clean of a rusher as those guys above him. He's not as pure of a rusher, and he didn't have as much success at the next level. Now, success at the next level isn't a defining factor for being a top five for the Gophers, but I do believe Rodney Smith is in the category when it comes to top Five. So he comes in at number four, one of our most effective rushers. Uh, I believe he is second or third all time, not third. Uh, we just said Lawrence Maroney is third. So I believe, and I can double check on this, but I believe he is second all time in rush yards for the Gophers, Rodney Smith. And then number five, there were a lot to have here. Could have had David Cobb. We could have had Thomas Hamner. Could have had Chris Darkins, could have had Marion Barber Jr., third, who came in at number three. All those guys make the honorable mention for me, but number five is Mo Ibrahim. I just, from what he's done so far and how he's been an All-American third team, how he broke freshman rookie re rushing records, how he has made the All-Big Ten running back in 2020, I mean, the what he has shown in his time on the field has been absolutely spectacular. And last season looked like he was going to be right on the trend to absolutely have another record-setting, record-shattering year. In the first game with Ohio State, he was well above 100 yards in only two and a half quarters of football before he tore his Achilles. Now he's back. He's feeling healthy. He's better than ever. And I think he is going to come with a vengeance and absolutely set some mind earth-shaking numbers and be right there for one of the best running backs in Minnesota history. And so, so I believe that he fits in at what he has done in the top end season he had in 2020, along with the success of his freshman season, but also of what is to come this season and how I believe he will finish right there at five. And if he goes absolutely bananas, I would not be shocked if I wanted to move him up to number four. 
So that's the top five. Lawrence Maroney, number one. Daryl Thompson, number two. Marion Barber, the third, number three. Rodney Smith, number four. And Mo Ibrahim, number five. Feel free to disagree down in the comments. Let me know what your top five is. And maybe give me a little reasons why. Maybe I'm a little lower on someone. So let me know. I'm willing to hear your thoughts. And we're going to move on to the final part of our show, which is an interesting one. That's coming up next, and that is going to be on the quarterbacks and why we should at least give Tanner Morgan a little more appreciation. All right, so lately, ESPN dropped a new article ranking all 131 FBS quarterbacks in the, into groups and tiers. Now, Tanner Morgan made it into tier nine tier nine that's right folks tier number nine now hearing tier nine you're like that sounds terrible awful uh, what is this tier nine out of ten that's horrendous no offhand it probably sounds garbage i'm not gonna lie to you it's, tier nine sounds real low but there are 25 total tiers that get progressively worse each round or each tier down so he made tier nine out of 25. His tier is called the Veterans with Moxie tier, and it includes Sean Clifford of Penn State, Stanford's Tanner McKee, Oklahoma State's Spencer Sanders, and then Florida State with Jordan Davis and Oregon State with both of their quarterbacks that might be in a battle. Now, there are 36 QB rooms in front of Minnesota and Tanner Morgan. So in those top eight tiers, there are 36 quarterback rooms that are tiered up above him. Now, five Big Ten teams are in front of Tanner Morgan and Minnesota in those top eight tiers. And that includes Ohio State, which is clearly tier one with C.J. Stroud, who is aiming for that Heisman Trophy this year. The people that are in tier one are CJ Shroud, Bryce Young, and Caleb Williams. The usual suspects, those that we're all anticipating to be in the thick of it when it comes to the Heisman race, and they are tier one. But Purdue is not far behind with Aiden O'Connell coming in at tier three. And then the three other Big Ten schools in front of Minnesota and Penn State are all in tier seven, and that is Michigan with both of their quarterbacks, Cabe. McNamara and uh, slipping my the freshman from last year, JJ McCarthy. Those two tier in at tier seven. Michigan State with Peyton Horn uh, comes in at tier seven as well. And then Maryland with Talia Tungavailoa comes in at tier seven as well. Now, do I? It's Peyton Thorn, by the way. Messed up on that name, but we'll see if it's worth remembering. So we'll see what happens with that. But he did tier in above Tanner Morgan. So Peyton Thorne, Talia Tungavailoa, both of those two, I'm not fully convinced that they're ahead of Tanner Morgan, but I'd, I'm not fully convinced that Tanner Morgan is better than them either. So I think it's fair. I can't argue it too much. But who Tanner Morgan surprisingly finished above was Oregon's Bo Nix and Ty Thompson, Clemson's DJ Uangalele and Cade Klubnik. But, you know... I'm going to give it to him. LSU's Jaden Daniels and Miles Brennan, and then Texas A&M's Max Johnson and Haynes King. Those were all surprisingly below Minnesota and Tanner Morgan, 
but I will take it because you know what? The flashes that of eliteness that Tanner Morgan showed in 2019, if he can pull that back together, if he can even put 80% of that type of production back on the field, I think that he'll be a backup quarterback at the next level. I think that he could get drafted in the sixth round, seventh round, if he can hit that level of accuracy, efficiency that we saw in 2019. Now that's a long shot. I don't think that's what we're going to see, but it's a possibility. So before we get too sick of Tanner Morgan, before we hate on him for being old, being here for year six, before we dive in too hard on wanting to move on, we should appreciate what he brings to this team and the veteran presence he brings, the leadership he brings on and off the field, and just take some appreciation with it because it could be much, 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 much worse. I mean... Tier 9, Tier 9 of 25. Folks, we don't want to be anywhere near 17 and lower. I don't even want to be 15 and lower. 15 is uh, uh, Iowa. Iowa was in Tier 15. Uh, Wisconsin was in Tier, I believe, 11 or 12. So, like, even those, that Tier 15 is way too low. Piss poor quarterback play. That's what Iowa is going through right now. We don't want to be down there, folks, so let's appreciate it while we have it. That's I just have to stress that point because I know Morgan gets more hate than is deserved. So even though I say all that, though you know that I am, if you've listened to the show, I am a fan and a major backer of Ethan Kaliak-Manis. I just want to say we should give Tanner some love, give him some appreciation, and support him through this final year as he brings us that Big Ten West championship that we all know is coming. And that's going to do it for us today on today's episode of Locked on Golden Gophers. I appreciate you all listening. Please be sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel. And you know what? We're going to get some special episodes going soon. We're maybe going to get a a giveaway going soon. We're going to get some more interviews going on the pod again. And I just appreciate you all for listening. This is Kane Rob signing off. Have a good one. Take it easy. Root for the Celtics if you can, just for your boys. And I will see you next week on Monday. 